My name is Kelly Heil and I'm here to show you that it's totally possible to do what you love while raising the ones you love. It took me far too long to figure out how to balance my new role of mom while overcoming mom guilt and still living my best creative life. Motherhood does not mean we have to throw who we used to be aside and stop making art or writing books. That's why I created this podcast. I want to inspire you to live intentionally. Whether you're a mom who gets up at 5 a.m. or a night owl who has another cup of coffee at midnight, we can do this. And I'm spotlighting women who are doing this. Grab a coffee, grab a notebook, get ready to change your life. This is the Moms Who Create podcast. But one of my books is um, How to Sell a Rock. So because I do have a business background, this one is all about teaching entrepreneurial skills and money management and things like that to kids. So it's about passing these messages on that I'm passionate about to this next generation. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Moms Who Create podcast. I'm back again with another phenomenal mom doing her thing. Today's guest is J.K. Coy. She is an author, mom, and currently resides in Southern California. She has the most adorable and humorous children's books, from Love You to Pieces, Beautiful Monster, to a book aimed at expecting women called Because You Were Superwoman. She says her intent is to entertain the parent and child at the same time. Sometimes it's the little joys and inside jokes that get everyone through another bedtime routine. You'll find some great takeaways from today's conversation. Jacqueline, I am so excited to have you here today and talk about your books and all of the the things that you created. You have so many books you put out. You have a new one that just came out that's for moms specifically and not a children's book. And you have like humor. I see the humor and everything and then your website. So I'm excited to hear about everything. So thank you for being on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you for having me, Kelly. This is awesome. So let's start out. You are a mom and you are an author. So tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, so definitely um, I've been, uh, gosh, an author almost for six years now. My first book came out about six years ago. And that's right around the same time that I became a mom, coincidentally. Um, So my oldest is six and a half. And my first book was written when she was just a baby. And kind of the backstory there is that I always enjoyed writing. Um, I've got a background in business and in elementary education. And so writing, it it was a hobby of mine. Um, But I was looking for activities that I could do with a young kid, you know, when you don't have your hands free or you don't have large chunks of time. And so writing really worked well in that particular portion of my life. And so one day my little baby, she fell asleep in the car And I picked up the notebook that was there and ended up writing my first children's book. So that's Love You to Pieces, Beautiful Monster. And that one came out a few months later, um, right around the time she was one. So, Wow. I love that you said you wrote it in the car. (laughs) That's my favorite part. Yes. I mean, as moms, that's like a huge thing you can do. You can use that, those weird chunks of time that you have, um, that sometimes get wasted, like scrolling on your phone or whatever. And you can actually convert those into like blocks of time where you can create. You have to find those pockets. I mean, that's huge. What inspired you to write your first book? You're at number 11 now. 
That's amazing and incredible. So something had to inspire and spark that first book to keep you just going and just chugging right along. Because it's six years. That's actually quite a lot of books to do in six years. You know, it can take someone a couple of years just to do one. So tell me about your inspiration and what keeps you still creating books. Yeah. Um, so for me, the inspiration really was my daughter. Um, I think that a lot of moms, we end up finding our inspiration from our families. But I think for me, what was interesting is when I had my daughter, I kept trying to move at the same speed as before mm-hmm. I had her and trying to like accomplish the same amount of things in the same way. And for me, I ended up having to learn to adapt and work with the time that I was given and be realistic about like what the limitations were for the season I was in. Mm-hmm. And so the more I did that, um, it just it made me enjoy parenting and more and it allowed me to kind of fit into this role better over time. And so it was just that book is really about kind of learning to find your limitations as a parent almost in a positive way. And so the book starts out, um, every day you make me crazy. I love you to pieces, beautiful monster. And then it kind of goes on from there about all the different things that they do that rock our world, but how we, you know, completely love them through it. So it's really aimed at those parents that have a child um, a year under, and it really speaks to that group of parents. Mm. And then what's created, you know, what's kept me creating from there is every day there's inspiration all around us. So I've got all different books inspired from just different life events, not necessarily my kids specifically in the stage that they're in, but one of my books is um, How to Sell a Rock. So because I do have a business background, this one is all about teaching entrepreneurial skills and money management and things like that to kids. So it's about passing these messages on that I'm passionate about to this next generation. Love it. And in the way that a kid can really take it in through a story. You have 10 children's books. And this is a new one that's for moms, right? Yeah, actually, um, pregnant women particularly. But um, yeah, any any woman that ever intends to get pregnant as well could could benefit from this book because it's really about um, the tagline is how to harness your superpower and create your own positive birth experience with minimal medical intervention. Oh, wow. No matter how you end up wanting to birth, it's kind of taking some of the fear out of it and giving you some different tactics that you can use um, that are within your own control to kind of like make that plan A and use medical interventions as as they should be used as as plan B. So we're so lucky to have both these days, but Mm -hmm. just kind of giving women back the power of using their own skills first and then the the benefits of science next. So So did you write that from your own experience and things that you've learned along the way of when you were pregnant? Yeah, interesting. So this book was written when my second daughter, um, so my daughters, I should back up, my daughters are four and six now. But when my second daughter was born, when she was home napping, that's when this book was written. And this was after having two really um, interesting birth experiences, because I ended up having both of my daughters in the hospital, but with the midwife, without medical intervention. So it ended up being a very positive experience. And I learned a lot of things um, along the way as I did research of, you know, different tactics we can use and things like that. 
But for me, it was a totally foreign concept prior to getting pregnant, just because I wasn't, you know, I'm, I'm not into medical things. My mom used to work in hospital. It would always kind of, you know, make me squeamish when she'd tell stories at the <laughs> dinner table. So it wasn't really something that I had looked into or learned much about prior mm-hmm. to getting pregnant myself. Mm-hmm. Especially what you see like on movies or on TV, either you go in and it's like a rush thing and you have your baby right then because your water broke at Applebee's or whatever, <laughs> or, you know, you go in, okay, get the epidural, go through 12 hours of labor and then here comes the baby, or you're going to have an emergency C-section. That's pretty much what they say happens. Yeah. There's I, just know. such limited narratives that mm-hmm. women are exposed to, I feel like. I feel like I wish I would have known more before too. Because I was like, you know, the doctor said, okay, do you want to have an epidural? And I'm like, what exactly is an epidural? Well, and they explain how it goes in your spine. And I'm like, they're like, but it'll numb you so you won't feel the baby coming out. I'm like, okay, well, let's do it. I mean, why would I choose to have no pain or have pain? I'm going to choose no pain because I didn't really, you know, I didn't know. Yeah. Our births are very impactful, um, you know, for, for good or for bad. And so it's worth spending some time learning and educating yourself about it before. But I mean, that's not the norm. So I mean, your story is completely common. And that's how most people end up doing Mm -hmm. it. Um, Mm -hmm. But you know, there there is an opportunity to bring another narrative to women. And so that's what this book does. So you have so many books. What's your next one coming out? If you will do a next one, do you want to do another one aimed to Um, you know, women, or do you have another children's book that you're working on or one for dads? (laughs) Yeah, great question. What I've learned over time is that I work best kind of batching my writing together. Mm -hmm. And so for the month of November is when I typically will write a story a day. For the month, I have story prompts that I'll write out in the month of October. I'll post those on my website. And then in November, I spend about 30 to 40 minutes a day in the morning writing different stories. Kind of like a NaNoWriMo. Yeah, sorry. I'm so sorry to interrupt you. I was like, NaNoWriMo, you kind of do that, right? (laughs) Oh, that's that's hilarious. I don't usually tell people, but I call it um, ChaiboRimo, children's book. Yeah. Oh, love that. I'm I'm going to steal that and say that too. (laughs) Please do. Please do. So, I mean, it's the same concept, right? Of it's just instead of finishing one total novel in the month, it's 30 drafts, like rough drafts of a short story. Typically, then I use those rough drafts and pick one or two that I want to put out the next year from those. So Amazing. Do you usually use the same illustrator? Do you have a favorite one that you use or is it just whatever you want the style of the book to be? Oh, that's a great question. I have had a mix of illustrators over the years. So a couple books are by the same illustrator and then some are one-offs. I do have like my first and second book, kind of a fun story. My first and second book, I was not able to get the same illustrator for them. And so I ended up finding someone that could do a similar style. Um, oh, so those are two different illustrators. These are two different illustrators, oh, yeah. Because so this illustrator similar. from the first one she was a college student when she actually did this oh, wow. and she had graduated from college. And so in addition to her prices going up quite a bit, uh, her time, she was booking a year out and Ooh. I'm not that patient, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. well, good for her graduating yeah. and getting all yeah, the, exactly. the It's amazing. She's, she's been doing amazing. I mean, she's a great illustrator, but I've been happy with 
I think I've had four or five now total, all different countries, which I will nice. say that as a mom trying to create, we do have this amazing resource of time zones at our power now because mm-hmm. now we can work across the internet and I can work with somebody in Pakistan or in Argentina and they're in a different time zone than I am. So even though I work during the day, I'll send them something late at night. And by the time I wake up in the morning, before I even have to get my kids ready or get ready for my professional work day, I can have feedback from them or the project gets moved along. So that's been super cool. Um, it can be like yeah. Christmas morning every time you get a new illustration in your inbox. <laughs> Um, but I've used them for other things too, like designing packages, product logos, um, scripts, different leave behinds for like schools and things like that. So I love that concept of working with people across the globe and using time zones in, in my favor. Oh, it's amazing. I would have never thought of that, but it would be like Chris this morning waking up. It's like you go to send an email, go to sleep. And you know, when you sleep, it's basically like you wake up five minutes later and you feel like I mean, it's been all night, but you just yes. woke up and you have the email back. That's fun. Yeah. And all your covers are gorgeous. They're beautiful. You're, the illustrators that you choose, they're very good. Good choices. <laughs> Thank you. I do go through, I've got kind of a process that I use now and I always pay them for sample art first. I'll give them an example, one page from the book and request a sample. It's standard practice. You know, you don't ask them to do any free work, but I, I'll pay the three or four that I'm interested in for that one page and then decide from there. Oh, you're a good author. Good for you to do that. <laughs> That's kind to the no, illustrators. I love, I love these illustrators. They're amazing. So oh, wonderful. Okay. So on top of making all your books and doing all your, all the things you have two children. So let's talk about how you balance your creative life with your mom life. What are your secrets? Yeah, I think, you know, one of them I hit on before I learning to stop trying to operate like I operated before I had kids is huge. Um, So that means going at a slower speed for my season. And so over the years, there's been years where I put out three books and I just realized that that doesn't allow me enough flexibility to enjoy the writing and enjoy my family and just, you know, as a whole. So I just, now I'm doing one to two a year, which is a better pace for me right now. Um, But I'll say always be open to reassessing And that might even be quarterly because kids, especially as they grow, they change, their needs change so, so much over time. Mm -hmm. So while you might be in a season where you can only do this, this one small thing, or you only have this one chunk six months from now, they might be in a different sport or, you know, it might be summer, you know, so your schedule and your opportunities are always changing. So make sure to reassess and, and to be flexible. I think that that's something as a mom, you just have to get comfortable with maybe some things you wouldn't have done before. Like we're all moms, things change and come up. So for someone to reach out to me and say, hey, X, Y, Z happened. Can we do this tomorrow or the next week? I totally get it. And I appreciate that flexibility for moms as well, or or from anyone as well. So I think that just getting more comfortable with the fact that things can and do change has made me um, better able to create while being a mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know when I first had my children, or before I had my first child, and my mom's like, your life's going to change, you know, and it does. But I was the mom that was like, my life's going to be exactly the same. 
I'm just gonna have a child along. Everything's yes. like calm down, just stop being dramatic. Everything's gonna be fine. I'm just gonna bring my my ch- child with me wherever I go or whatever I do. And then yep. you you quickly learn that that's not really what happens, right? Everything does change, and you learn to get your rhythms and your new you schedules do. and do things a different way. I, no, I totally agree. And it's kind of like you almost have to be more selective and more specific on what what you want to create, what you care about putting out into the world, how you want to sure. use your time. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of peel back some of those things that you were doing before that maybe don't serve you anymore. And mm-hmm. so that you really have the time to work on those couple things that are important to you. Exactly. And create create a good village, um, whether that's a spouse or a friend that can watch your kid for a little bit or a babies, like finding a good babysitter. I know it's not easy, but like putting in the time to like do that work and so you can benefit for, from it long term um, is huge. So like now my kids are four and six. I do have a pretty good village built up, but it takes time. The creation journey too, you need other people. I've learned it's really fulfilling to have other people in the creation journey. So I think this podcast is great because this is a village in its own right of other moms that want to create, but then also the moms in person or even Mm -hmm. on a Zoom call or something like that. I've been able to meet other author moms in Orange County, specifically where I live. And that has been really fulfilling just because there's just a whole different dialogue that goes with people that understand the thing you're trying to create, mm-hmm. whether that's painting or a book or a podcast or, you know, anything, yeah. you know, you just want those people that speak the same language and then you can kind of nerd out for a few minutes with. You know? <laughs> yeah. And have adult conversations, right? About, yeah. especially about the, the same, the same thing you're into. Totally. Those adult conversations sometimes, especially when you have little kids, you don't get that connection. So that's good to have friends that are going through what you're going through and have the same interests that you do. Where can people connect with you online, find you on social media, buy your books and learn more about you? Yeah. A couple different places. If you're on Instagram or Facebook, it's at stories by JK Coy, or my website is my mom is the worst.com. And that's where I post like those writing prompts and also some free activities that go along with the children's books. And then all um, 11 books are sold on Amazon. If you search J.K. Coy, you can find any of those titles there. I will also link to everything in the show notes so people can have a direct link to all your books and everything uh, at their fingertips so they can connect with you online and find you, Jacqueline. So thank you so, so, so much for talking with me today, sharing about your books and motherhood and offering some advice for those listening. Whenever I find that balance, it's just little nuggets here and there. But whenever I really, truly feel like my cup is full and I recognize it, that's when I'm able to fully pour into other people. So not only are you the best version of yourself, but you're the best version to give to others as well. Yeah, totally agree. And your kids see you happy and your kids see you doing like what you love and seeing how it makes you so happy and makes you just the best mom And I mean, that's the best of both worlds right there. And then they'll grow up knowing they can do anything and they can be a good mom or dad. You have girls. I have two girls. You know, you always want to show them like girls, women can do anything, you know? Yes, you totally can. And you actually just reminded me of something. One of the series that I have is the Smart Girl Fairy Tales books. And this is really kind of that series about empowering our daughters. Um, Specifically, it's about these 
this smart girl Winnabelle, but she also is strong and fast and, and can succeed at all these different things. So it's that empowerment story for young girls. Oh, I love it. And what's this, what's the series called again? It's called the smart girl fairy tales. Okay. Um, there's three books, princess Winnabelle and the pet unicorn princess Winnabelle and the missing jewels and princess Winnabelle and the friendship pie. Oh, love that Jacqueline. Oh, I love it. I want to get those for my girls for sure. Let's see. Love everything you've created. You've added a little bit of helpfulness to children and especially to moms in that book you created for pregnant women. Like that's just incredible that you took everything in your mind and how you felt and you had a real passion for wanting to help other moms and maybe give them information that's just not readily available to all pregnant women. So hopefully they can find what their path and what they want to do in their whole pregnancy labor journey. So I, I love that you did that. So cool. Love Thank it all. you. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you for bringing this podcast to moms, Kelly. P.S. The Moms Who Create Book Club starts September 22nd. Go to the Moms Who Create Facebook page and join the book club group. We'll be reading Just Haven't Met You Yet by Sophie Cousins. And if you've made it this far and you're still listening... I'm letting you know that Sophie Cousins herself will be joining us for one of those meetings. Ah, see you there.